Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, and wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Deanna Kuhlman-Levitt. She is the president and lead designer at Kuhlman-Levitt Incorporated. Deanna is a creative and experienced design solution strategist. Her multidisciplinary firm is known for its international work in print, new media, and the built environment. Welcome, dear. Thank you. Glad to be here. I'm so excited to talk to you. I, I So... You are a TEDx Gateway Arch speaker. You're I, one of our I past speakers. I am an alum. Right. Yeah, exactly. An alum. I know. We're going to have a speaker reunion this year. I'm going to make this happen. But um, I was listening to your talk again this morning. And I I just have to say, because we did an event at that Central Library, right, in St. Louis, which is incredible. And then I was looking through your website. You have got such a thing, an eye, a way of, I don't even know how to describe it, except that it makes me happy to look at all of it. Well, it makes me happy to be sitting here. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, the library project is by far one of the best things we've ever got to work on. Is that like one of your crown jewels, do you feel like? It was a gift, yes. It, It was a gift to get to work on a building that's so important to St. Louis. Right. The executive director, Waller McGuire, is an incredible guy. Canon Design, the architect who brought us into the project, they're terrific collaborators, so talented. So, yeah, I mean, you know, you do a lot of projects when you've been working as long as I've been working, and it's it's just, um, it's it's one of the special ones. So I'm glad that you enjoy it. Well, and I think, I think one of the things I was so intrigued about was the fact that you took elements that were already part of the design and just created a more modern look from those elements like the tie or the like I think it was the tiles with the different designs and you took that design and you incorporated it into other places and then I loved the whole idea of the first lines from pieces of fiction where you did what do we what do I even call those the 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 letters on the ceiling yeah in the the center for the reader right I thought that was just so beautiful did you did you have a say in what books or did you guys all collaborate or where did you get the ideas of these are the pieces of fiction we should use the first line from these? There, um, I believe it was Canon's idea to use first lines where we could in the project. Okay. And they had an idea to put a first line in the ovals that are in the center of the reader on the ceiling. Um, and they were going to put them on the perimeter and we asked if it was open for interpretation and they're a great collaborator collaborator of course and they said oh yes absolutely that's why you're here and so then we came up with the idea to do different size type on the ceiling um it was important to us that each first line be a different length Mm -hmm. so to your question who picked them we did our first draft of okay these are five that we like some are long some are short um and we're cool if you want to change any and all, because, of, of course, the library was very interested in what those right, first lines were. Right. Um, and I think they changed two of the five, maybe. Um, but we told them, you can change them, except we need short word count, long right. word count, because we wanted the type size to kind of go from small to big to medium to big to small. So when you're standing in the room, you can look up and you'll see that it's not all consistent and that was intentional. Right. Yeah. Oh, how cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, every every step of the way was this kind of 
talking it through and and um, working together to come up with something special. So, yeah. So talk about some of the other projects you've done that you just love and adore. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, I mean, I, my mind is in the library right now, but let me let me let me switch gears. <laughs> so now I'm gonna make you switch. But I mean, just looking at the. Okay, I can't remember the name of the company. There was one company that showed up a lot on your website. It looks like you've done a lot of work with them. And they're beautiful. For Micro Corporation, perhaps. Yeah, all the colors. It it was very Instagrammy. Oh. In my word. <laughs> no, but I was thinking that was kind of cool that you were able to take that sort of Instagram feel to some of that because that's a thing now. Well, it's, you know, it's, so one thing I was going to say, as you were talking about the library, one thing came to mind, um, and, and that is, you know, I think as a graphic designer, my whole perspective is that it's our job not for someone to walk into a space or open up a book and recognize us. Right. It's that, it's that somehow they feel like it's a different, it's a different special place that absolutely whatever design work has gone on in the space is a reflection of the place. Um, and so I always say, if you walk into a place and you notice the graphic design right away, chances are it may not be so successful. I got Unless, you. of course, the whole point is to do something on graphic design. But usually we're not doing that for clients. Gotcha, right? gotcha. Right? But it does, it, I like the idea that you're, you're creating a space where people can feel really comfortable. You know, and maybe as they're sitting there like, that's kind of cool. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah, we definitely want to be noticed, but we want to be but we want the work to be noticed in a way that that they're noticing it because they're in the library and it rings library. Right. Um and that it's a it's an interesting use of material. Well, that's cool. I wonder how they did that. I mean, that's the kind of notice that that we like to get not so much oh KLI has a style like I I think we have a style it's clean contemporary generally um, but hopefully what we do and I think we're fairly successful with this varies depending on the client oh I would totally ag- yeah I would totally agree because it, it I mean you could just tell that there's a definite I feel to it but there's also like you can tell it's like I am looking exactly at this space this client and what is going to really resonate for them and make sense for the people that are going to be a part of all of this it I was I I, I'm so sorry I never looked at your website before but it was just like candy it was like oh my gosh look at how cool all this is it's really impressive and when I think of a graphic design artist, I don't think of what you do. I think of the person's going to print up the brochures. You've taken this to this whole other place. Well, you know, I so I graduated Art Center College of Design in Pasadena, California in 1989. And when at that time graphic designers did do print. It was mostly print. Okay. Print and logos. Um, but as as you know, the world progressed and the internet came along. Um, so for the first 10 years of my career, it was definitely print. Right. And then the internet came along, and I didn't love the internet back then because it wasn't quite as, um, you couldn't do as much. Right. It's pretty, Ooh, when it, from a graphic design perspective, it oh, was pretty it was basic. bad. Yeah, pretty bad. Just think of the horrible clip art that showed up everywhere. Remember? It, oh, sure. Oh. And, and the download time. And you know, the other thing about the internet versus holding a printed brochure or walking through a space like the library or um, other spaces that we've done is is there's different materials. It's just it's just a wholly different experience oh, yeah. than staring at a screen. Right. So I'm not so excited about 
staring at a screen. I'm much I'm much more interested in flipping the page of a book or or walking through an environment. Um, so so yeah. So it was in about 1998 that I was approached by a woman, Deborah Beckett, who's a fantastic graphic designer. She worked for a long time at HOK mm-hmm. here in St. Louis. Oh, okay. She's um, since went on to work in Chicago at some other spots. But she, in about 98, she said, "Hey." I'd I'd like to do I'd like to come work for you and I said well you don't really do what we do because she was a designer for the belt environment which means she did right. exhibitions and signage and wayfinding and and this was something that I of course knew about but never really wasn't really on my radar from a business perspective so we had lunch um, a bottle of wine and had a great time <laughs> and 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 then she said well I said well, we don't really do what you do and she said yeah but I think you might like to. So I said, let's talk. So we did. And then that was it. So we started. And that's, so it was in 98 that Kuhlman Levitt, we weren't Kuhlman Levitt at the time, we were Oliver Kuhlman, became, got our got our sort of, got into the whole built environment idea. Yeah, yeah. Which, which really was a turning point. And for me personally, just doing, um, you know, 10 years of print isn't that long. People have done it a lot longer. Right. But for me, it was nice to sort of transition to something, to a new discipline, um, especially one that's just so rich with materials and space, space. And there's just so much, in my mind, so much more going on in the built environment than what you can experience in a printed page. Very cool. Anyway, so that was super exciting and I haven't looked back. And I, and I think that's why people think we're, you know, people often say, what kind of a designer are you? Well, I'm a graphic designer. But not oh, really. But they don't that, really. Yeah, because right. it, it's so very hard to explain, to explain it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And there are multidisciplinary firms. There just aren't that many. Yeah, and yeah. So, um, so it's definitely an education process. And, and the funny thing is, so we did a wine store for Sotheby's in New York. And when I was trying to get that business, so at that point I'd been doing built environment for probably 10 years. I had multiple meetings with the client before we got the job. And finally, someone in the meeting said, well, we, you know, we think it's great. We, we, know you can, we know you can do a great job, but we just have one concern. Do you have any experience um, doing print work? And I had to laugh because I was like, oh my gosh, it's so funny. Like people know you for what they think you are. Right. And if they think you're a built environment person or they think you're an interior designer or they think you're, you know. And so I just have to constantly remind myself, don't assume that people understand what it is that we do. Exactly what you're doing, yeah. And they can look at our website and see a trade show, for instance, that we would design. And and because we're a little different than many firms, we design the the casework, we design the floor plan, we design the banners, we sometimes design the lighting, sometimes we use lighting that we buy. But we're doing all of those things, which isn't wholly graphic design, it isn't Holy interior design. It, it's it's it is an architecture, but it's a co- combination of these these many things. So I find myself probably talking too much, like I am now. But <laughs> that's okay. I find myself I get having I get to explain it. to people. Well, no, but that's yeah. why I asked the question because right. you you have a certain idea in your head of what a graphic design artist is, and you've taken this to this whole other place. So I just well, thank you. And, and we, it's been very organic, you know, just like oh, but you might like to oh. Yeah, you're right. Sure, Let's why go to not? Lunch. Let's try yeah. that. <laughs> so it's been it's been fun. It's been fun. So yeah, coming awesome. up on third. Wait, see, I graduated in '89. So yeah, so I'm 28 years of of doing this. Golly, so, yeah. Well, we're gonna take a quick break. Okay, and we will be right back with Deanna. 
Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and I'm the owner of 100th Monkey Media. 100th Monkey Media specializes in affordable and very effective social media solutions for the small to medium-sized business. Our goal is to create a social media presence that shows off who you are, what you do, and delivers brand loyalty and raving fans. Contact us today to learn what 100th Monkey Media can do for you. 636-789-1776 or visit 100thmm.com. That's 636-789-1776 or 100thmm.com. And we are back with Deanna Kuhlman-Levitt, and we're talking about space and all the wonderful things you can do with it. So you said something about your home in the break. I bet your home is awesome. I mean, seriously, do people come in your home and go, oh my gosh, it's so wonderful Well, we don't let them come upstairs. Oh, well, yeah. you got to have the right. places where you get to be all lived in look. You right, know? right. Well, our house is, it's, it's, um, it is, pr- it's very pretty. Um, we bought, we bought our house um, and it was going to be a, a three to five year and then we were going to buy a bigger one mm-hmm. and we are very slow to change and make decisions. <laughs> I'm, I'm super swift in business, but not and personal. And so we ended up deciding when I was two months pregnant with my second child that we were just going to stay and add on. So we lived in it. When oh, we, which is always fun. Which is fun when we added on to the back. And then my husband ended up doing all of, all of most of the, most of the building himself because it was during the building boom. Right. And so all of this is to say, um, yes, the house looks great. It was a process that took a really long time. <laughs> And so I wish I always I've always wished that I could just come to my own house with fresh eyes and not have experienced the you know the four years that it took to get it looking good and just see it you yeah know, with, right. without knowing where all the mistakes are all the mistakes are I know what's well, yeah. the thing about living in a house because I did it yeah. too I'm always like oh I wish that baseboard would stay put right. you know and and I have a problem with a glue gun. My husband. Oh, do you like as, glue guns? Well, I just figure I can glue anything anywhere, and my husband does not <laughs> like that. So the other day, I was like, "Can I just?" He goes, "Don't, don't get the glue gun out. Put do the glue not gun away. Glue yeah. that onto the tile. I will take care of it. Oh. Like, if seriously, you should not let me loosen any house doing anything." Oh, that's it's hysterical. Just, I was not made for that. Oh, that's hysterical. <laughs> I'll come in with a glue gun and watch out, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, oh, just hang it up on the wall. I got the glue gun. No, just get a nail, yeah. you know, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the house thing was a process. It's, it's. Um, we have, we have, of course, have friends that live in lovely places and we've traveled and, you know, you just kind of take all of those different things and try to figure out what it is that you want to do that's personal to you. Right. Um, certainly get input from friends. Um, shortly before we did the renovation, the guys who lived across the street from us were tr- um, terrific friends and they did a great job with their place. So we learned a lot from them. Oh, um, good. About, about, you know, what we wanted and what we didn't want. So, yeah, it was fun. Well, you That's had fun. another renovation project that you talked oh, about. Yeah. You should that is a very interesting story. Super interesting and there's a follow-up. So I'll so my office building is what you're referring to. Uh-huh. Um we're in University City and we bought an old building um that was built in 1920. It was then um and it was one size. It was a service station. And then in 19 19- 50, it was doubled in size and width uh, and converted into a glazing shop. So glass and mirror 
place. Cool. And it stayed that until 89, and then it was a hodgepodge of things. Um, so when we bought the building, I, I'd, I'd wanted to own my own place for a long time. I was tired of renting. And um, this one was perfect. It's less than a mile from our house, so... It's nice. nice to be yeah. so close Good to home. Commute. It's a super cool old building, and like anyone who falls in love with an old building, we weren't sensible at all about how we <laughs> the decisions we Who made. Who cares if this is a good buying decision? We're making That's it happen. Right. So our money pit is super cute, and um, <laughs> the building since it was built in 1920, um, it's a stuck. If you saw it, you'd you'd and it's on our website. If anyone wants to go um, check it out, we I also um, kept a little. What do you call that? A blog. I kept a blog, right? Yeah, um, showing the process, which was fairly interesting. Um, but it's um, it's a stucco building with a super super steep roof. So the roof is about twice, maybe two and a half times the height, right? Of the of what you see of the of the building. Did the um, roofers come out and go? Oh, the roofers oh. were amazing. Um, I have pictures of them with their. Um, harnesses yeah. and the ropes that exactly. they had to use. Um, so, so one thing that we knew, like we knew that the building is in our minds significant to the community, and we've had lots of people since say thank you for not tearing it down. So we knew we weren't going to tear it down, but we knew it needed to be totally gutted and um, retrofitted to suit a graphic design right. firm. Exactly. And um, and we also, as people who are pretty big believers in climate change um, and and doing the right thing in terms of our footprint and and how we impact the world. We, um, we did a whole bunch of things with the building, which we think are pretty great. Um, we have 26 solar panels. So our, cool. our, um, our utility bills are always quite low. We installed geothermal HVAC. Oh, wow. Um, which is really terrific. Um, I will say... We didn't. We knew we wanted it from an environmental impact or perspective, but it's super comfortable. I mean, it oh, cools quickly. Nice. It heats quickly. Um, we also um, we my husband recycled all. He stripped the building of all of its old wire and metal. Um, took it to the took it to the scrapyard. I think I think he said I think he said he got like three thousand bucks for it. So, wow, it was like you know it can be a win win. Kind of it was copper and steel, yeah. aluminum, copper, steel, aluminum. Um, so we recycled all the metals that were in the space. Um, and you know, we put in, of course, efficient windows and a rain garden. And we have a rain garden. Yeah, I love the rain yeah, garden. Yeah. So these, uh, the two Sally's designed our rain garden and it's, um, it's out front. They helped us secure a grant from the, um, Oh my gosh, I'm forgetting who we got the grant from. Sorry. Um, it's okay. Yeah. It'll come to you. I always say on the drive home, I just imagine podcast guys going home and oh now I remember it. Yeah, which was which was great. So we were able to do the building. There were there were incentives at the time for geothermal. There were there were incentives at the time for, for solar, the rain garden grant. Um so anyway, it was it so it's so it's this little oasis. Um oh and we also did um we also did a, a zinc roof. Um Oh really? I've never heard of the zinc so, roof. So you've seen metal roofs. Um, yes. Um one of the jokes about what kind of roof we were gonna do, our roof is super steep. So one friend said, Well, if you did standing seam, standing seam was what is what is at the IHOP. So oh, wouldn't that so be we said cute? our building. You know, if you if you squinted, it could be a little eye hoppy looking. And so we said we can't do a colored standing seam, but we can right. do a natural metal. So it's it's a metal roof like an eye hop roof, but instead of a color and instead of the ver the stripes being vertical, 
um, it's what's called a um, um, fish scale. Oh, so cool! Yeah, it's a diamond shape on right. the roof, um, and it's again, it's it's a hundred year material. It won't need to be replaced allegedly for a hundred years. It's also um, fully the the material is recyclable. So. Very so it's cool. a good story good for you guys. I love yeah. it. Yeah. And it's all on your website. People can it's go and website. check it if out. They want to see it. Um, if anyone has questions about those technologies or how we feel about the decisions we've made, I'd be happy to answer them. Yeah, it's been, it was a huge learning experience. It also took us a while to do. Um, but the good news is in that on that front, um, we bought the building and then it took us about five years before we actually proceeded with the construction. The technology's changed a great deal in that five-year window, there's quite right. a boom going on in yeah. the building world in terms of of green building. Yeah. So that ended up being a, a, a gift. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. We're going to take another quick break, ma'am. Sounds good. And we will be right back in just a moment. This is Mickey Hancock. Now's a good time to get a snack. My mom's going to do another commercial. If you're looking for an agency to help you with creating and publishing engaging content, launching campaigns, or reputation management, 100th Monkey Media is the social media agency for you. Make your business successful with its social media and get a real return from your investment. 100th Monkey Media is far more affordable than you may think, and we make it easy and impactful. Learn how 100th Monkey Media can help you on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, and more. Contact us at 636-789-1776 or visit 100thmm.com. That's 636-789-1776 or visit 100thmm.com. And we are back with Deanna Kuhlman-Levitt. And my first question is, who gave you... Who? <laughs> Thank you. The, the rain, the rain garden. How did you get it? Who gave you the grant for that? We got the grant from the Deer Creek Watershed Alliance, <laughs> and we're so grateful. Um, truly, it, it was it was a huge help. That's awesome, yeah. and that's so cool. And I, I, I now I want to totally come though and see. That I love the whole idea of rain garden. Just sounds right to me. Well, you should come, and I should invite you. We have three pawpaw trees, and pawpaw trees is a long story. I won't get into it, but they used to be all over the Midwest, and they bear fruit and the fruit is similar to it's like a tropical it's like a banana mango really Ooh, right that sounds and like a so good we mix. had our pawpaw margarita party <gasps> um uh, that's rain awesome. garden beside the rain garden. It was great. Oh, how yeah. fun! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to come check out the pawpaw trees. Okay, so you design things big and small. What is the smallest thing you've ever designed? Oh, the smallest thing I've ever designed. I designed a flip book once for a paper company, and the book was one inch um, by three inches by a quarter inch thick. And it was, you just held the one inch edge and you flip through it. And and the coolest part about it was we were showing real horses running around a racetrack. Oh, cool. So to make it, I, uh, I hired a friend of mine who's a photographer, and this was when I was in LA, and we got to stand on the, on the, on, at the turn inside the track at Santa Anita Park in Southern California and it wasn't a movie. It was he had three cameras set up because it was so long ago, and it was like click 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 click. It was, really, it was so cool to stand. You know, I don't know, a foot or two feet, three Ooh, feet. It sounds from, like a rush from 
thoroughbreds. It was amazing. So, I, that, so that would probably books. be the smallest thing. That's cool. Yeah. I used to actually make flip books when you I was did. a kid. I thought it was hilarious. I just love doing oh, it. That's are so awesome. funny. Yeah. They're probably somewhere in a box somewhere. Isn't that terrible? I hope so. Well, yeah, I'm bad at and keeping And I hope you find stuff. them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am bad at holding on to things. Okay. So is there a place, this is my second question for you. Um, is there a place where you think that design has yet to touch? Like, is there a certain something you think, we we need to make that look nicer. Oh gosh, I mean, there's still, you know, oh gosh, that's really hard. I actually have one for you. Yeah, go ahead. Air conditioning units—they're <laughs> ugly, <laughs> right? Which they is like why are, they often go on the roof or behind a little mine's partial like, wall. Like right, like you go down the side. And we're like, oh hello, AC. How's it going? I what, wouldn't it be nice to just design it to look cute. Absolutely. Maybe I'll build a house for it. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's so many industrial things that aren't um, designed in the sort of for public viewing. Right. Um, which um, could Maybe be. Maybe they don't yeah. need, but it would be kind of fun to be like, look at our furnace or, you know, like we, right. we did this. Isn't our it. furnace pretty? Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, <laughs> people would remember that. They would. They would. <laughs> yeah. They've got a great furnace. <laughs> you, you never know. Well, and there's a lot of super talented industrial designers out in the world who would love to take a shot at redesigning yeah. the air conditioning unit. I'm seeing, particularly the window I'm seeing units. industrial plus creativity coming together I at agree. some point. I, I think agree. I think we should start putting the energy out there. And next thing you'll know, you'll call me like four months from now. I'm like, Miss, you're not going to believe who's a client now. That's right. Because we put the energy out there. Right, right. <laughs> That's how it works, people. Um, oh, gosh. I have these other questions. I don't know what I want to ask. Okay. Let me just ask this. Do you recall the first thing you looked at and thought, I could make that look so much better? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't know. You know, I mean, I've been, I've been, I've, I've, I've I mean, I didn't realize I was a, call, I didn't call myself a designer until college, but I've been, right. I've been making stuff since I was a little kid. Um, I mean, do you do it now? Like, are you ever at the grocery store and think, I, I think I could do a better package on this for them? Well, there's so much. I mean, this is going to sound bad. There's so much bad design out in the world. So, but you know, some of it's intent. Some of it, I think, is right for what it is. What it right. is, and for yeah. the audience that it's speaking to. And um, but sure, there's there's stuff that I would um, love to design. I just can't think of it off the top of my head. <laughs> um, but I think. Yeah. If, I mean, did you ever? Have you ever designed food packaging? I think that's kind of a, that would be a fun area to me. Yeah, no, we haven't. Um, and, you know, it's interesting. The big food packaging, there's so much market testing and um, sort of what I would call baggage on yeah. the design process. Right. Because it has to, like, keep it fresh. It's, you know, there's, I yeah, that's true. Well, there's that, but there's also, like, you know, and I'm not going to name a brand, but, you know, the the brand the brand creator or the brand that that it whatever the brand is um, needs to look a certain way or, right or or they assume that the consumer wants it a certain way and so they design down to the consumer versus versus designing um, taking it to another level yeah, you know right. I think I yeah. mean, I think we're I think every designer should be you know thanking Steve Jobs every morning when they get up because Steve <laughs> it's Jobs so true. you know he didn't he didn't do a market study to find out what people wanted. He was one of those people that figured out 
what people needed. Yeah. Um, and then I, I'm sh- may not be the right terminology, but and then and then just design beautiful objects that he believed that people would gravitate toward. And of well, course they do. I think I think I think as a designer, it's our job to raise the bar, not lower the bar to meet expectations for what people are comfortable with or what people have already seen. Um, it, it's it's the, it's the most disappointing project to be working on is when is when people underestimate their audience. I love that thought, um, though. It's true. It's it's um it's a frustrating design process. Well, and if and if you don't design it well, people just decorate it. They'll they're showing you they want to do something with it, right? Right. You know, and I mean, I think about the very first computer I saw. It was not pretty. It was just this ugly thing. I was really intrigued with it. I wanted to know what it could do. I, it, it literally, this one had the punch cards. It was not cool at all. It was very industrial looking. But um, then what you see now, it's also beautifully designed. You know, I right. mean, you feel good with your computer and open it up, or your, you know, your tablet or whatever. You like that it's it's inspiring attractive. to work from it. Yeah, right. Well, so any thoughts for those creative types out there that are still searching where their place is going to be? Oh gosh, I mean, I think you just have to you just have to get your hands dirty and experiment and play. And we just um, we just did a project for the Contemporary Art Museum had the Dada Ball, okay. and they invited designers to design a table. And you know, we're busy, but I felt like sure we'll design a table. That'll be awesome. Yeah, and I had so much fun building the centerpiece last week um, because. I was working with my hands. I was scrounging for materials to use to finish this thing off, creating something from scratch. Just those little exercises, those little moments um, that have nothing to do with a client, that have nothing to do with, gee, I want to be a successful designer. It was just all about satisfying my own, my own kind of wanting to contribute to the Dada thing, but also just... I don't know, entertaining myself by playing. But it's growth. I mean, it it, it is. I'm sure that it gave your mind a rest and you got to be creative in a different way. And then from there, like a year from now, you'll do something and go, oh, this is kind of like that table design. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, it, 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 it comes... It, you never know where it's going, where your inspiration or where that next step forward is going to come from. You just right. have to be open to whatever comes your way um, with, you know, some discretion. Of course. Um, but but <laughs> it just, there is no formula, I guess. It's, it's really very much about open mind, open heart, um, and just go, go make stuff, go create stuff, collaborate, you know. So make it happen. Make it happen. Well, thank you, Deanna. Thank you, Mitch. This I was great. I'm so excited that you came to today. You were so easy to talk to. <laughs> See, that's good. That's thank a you. good thing. Thank, thank you, you so much for being here and sharing all your amazingness with us. We love that. Thank you for asking me. It's been a pleasure. And you have been listening to Mishmash. Check us out on iTunes and please subscribe. Everybody have a great day. 